Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, here talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona and uh, the rains. Is anyone else tired of the rain besides me? Am I allowed to even say that in in Arizona? But uh, humidity, oh, I just don't, I don't want any more. So it looks like we're in for a bit of a dry out, which would be nice. We are seeing just a touch of overwater stress on some of the plants coming in. A couple deaths I've seen this week, but mainly it's just some leaves are spotting. Uh, Here's what happens when plants get too much rain in addition to or supplementing your irrigation and rain both, sometimes you can actually overwater your plants and they'll stress out on you. They'll start to turn yellow. They'll shed some leaves. They'll stop flowering. Uh, they just have this, they can get spotting on the leaves. And so we're seeing a lot of mildew uh, happening. So this powdery white coating on the foliage, those are all indications of it's just been really wet, humid. So Arizona plants like to be. They like to dry out in between their water cycles, their water rain events. And so you'll see this. What happens is the the soil will load up with moisture. You fill up all the air pockets in the soil with water molecules. And the plants, they're rooting out. They just, they can't breathe. Roots must breathe. They must have oxygen. It'd be like holding your little puppy dog down underneath the pool for 10 minutes straight. It's that effect on a tree, only it takes a little bit longer for that plant to literally drown. And so you'll see your evergreens. They'll just turn brown and just shed their needles like that. Just just all at once. The damage was done two, three weeks months ago, but it just gave up the ghost and went, I'm done, and just sheds all of its foliage. And so kind of watch that. I've been uh, watering our our landscapes about once a week, Uh, and I've got a lot of new plants, but about once a week seems to do it. Uh, Some of the native uh, established things, I've backed off to every 10, 14 days. It just depends on, on how mature the plants were. So you need to play with your irrigation. You can't set it once and you're done. You got to actually tweak it because of the way our water cycle, our, our monsoon rains, the moisture hits the mountains of Arizona. It just hits all at once between August and September, and then it will dry out and we may not see moisture. Remember last year, those of you that, that kind of wintered with us last year, remember the last rain was in November and we didn't see another rain event at least here in the Prescott area, which I would assume most of us are similar, uh, the, the last rain event in November, and then it didn't rain again till June. We had a hurricane come up from Mexico and, and dump on us, and then it really didn't rain again until the monsoon pattern started the 1st of July, which is more normal for us. Usually, almost always, we have a moisture event midwinter, usually end of February. March is generally a wet month for us. But I've seen, uh, I mean, I've been snowmobiling in Prescott in November. You just just never quite know how much moisture we're going to see. It's intermittent. So kind of watch that. You want to tweak your irrigation. And then also, we've had some tremendous plantings. Those of you that have been into Waters Garden Center, 
this week and bought big, I mean, big landscapes. Uh, like we're going to plant these large, like full on the whole front front yard. Uh, thank you. Uh, if you're doing that, it's a great time to be planting, but you'll need to remember that water cycle. If we have an event like we did last winter, uh, rained in November and then no more moisture through winter, you're going to have to supplement some watering for those new plants. Not very much. Just give it a give it a good dose a couple times a month. If we happen to have a snow event, if we happen to have some winter rains, you can back one of those off, but at least once a month, you want to water through winter. So plant now. It's a great time. You'll get a flush of new growth in, in you know through the fall of roots. You'll get a flush of roots. And then you'll get another flush of roots next spring. So it really makes for a robust plant next summer, which is the hardest months. June is your difficult month to grow things. That's when you're really challenged. But right now, you'll, you'll get more root mass underneath that plant by planting now than you would uh, by waiting till next spring where you'd only have half the root mass. So that's something to kind of watch. It's just if you're planting in the autumn, tremendous time, just make sure you water through winter a couple times a month. It's that simple. If you turn your irrigation off and then you don't even think about your landscape for six months, you're going to have some death and decay. I don't care if it's brand new plants or established old old plants. I think a lot of this uh, this Leland cypress canker that's it's taking out a lot of the Leland cypress, I think a lot of that was accentuated by last year. If you didn't water and keep those plants healthy, you're really struggling to keep those plants alive right now because this canker, it's disease, got established and it's wiping out entire rows of Leland cypress. So keep your plants healthy. Now, if your plants are turning yellow too soon, so I'm seeing some uh, maples turn too soon, some aspens, believe it or not, you can overwater an aspen. I mean, they're a native Arizona plant. They, they're used to our cycle, but if they load up with moisture at their root, root zone, they'll, they'll turn, they actually will turn color and shut down. They're going, I am just too stressed out. I am not feeling good. I'm going to put myself to bed. And so they just check out early and they, they, Hope that they will dry out and be able to recuperate next spring. So if you're seeing that, some your plants are turning fall color too soon. It's not fall yet. We still got a month to go. Some plants, two months. I mean, a long time before we're seeing any kind of autumn colors showing up. If you're seeing that show up early, earlier than your neighbors, that's because it got too wet. Or the most likely right now with all the moisture is it, it was too moist. And so it's, it's stressed out, so it's checking out. It could be grubs, something obscure, but now we're into the really the 1%, 2% of problems it could be. The 90% was it was probably too, got too wet. With our heavy clay soils, it stayed too moist, and so it's turning colors early. It's shedding some leaves early. It's got spotting of the leaves. The tips will turn black or brown. Those are all indications I'm just wet, and this soil is staying too moist for me. So watch my irrigation. So that's one back your irrigation off, hit the skip cycle. If you see some rain. So anyway, that that's, we've got a lot in store for you. This show right now, it's the, uh, javelina. Oh, the javelina are wreaking havoc on the gardens. So if you didn't fence them out, or if you just, you're planting and they come in these wild pigs at almost all elevations. As a kid, we never really had 
javelina up in the mountains in Prescott. We'd go, I'm a hunter, so outdoorsman. I'd go down to New River or Congress. They were always at the lower, that high desert area. Well, they've made their way up to pretty much most of Arizona, and they're spreading more. These herds of 10, 15, 20 piglets, pigs, hogs coming in, uh, the, the, and they root up or they rototill your gardens. Sometimes you'll plant a new thing that they aren't even, they don't even like. They're just in, they're interested in the soil underneath that new planting. They notice animals in your landscape. They notice new things in their environment. They're going, whoa, well, that's new. That one over there last night, Bob. Hey, let's go check it out. See what's going on. And they'll go root up to see what's underneath the roots. Sometimes I think they just like to have fun. They'll rip it up and throw it up in the air. They'll trump on it. They'll pass the baton going, hey, you try this. This is fun. They don't eat it. They just are just destroying things. So I've got some uh, tips this show. Probably maybe the bottom of the hour we'll start segment five. We'll get into plants the javelina don't eat, which is also going to be plants that the rabbits, uh, not so much pack rats, but deer, rabbits, javelina, antelope, they probably don't eat either. So we'll hone in specifically on on uh, javelina. And then I've had some pack rat issues. I'll probably cover that one too. So a lot. And so we've got Lisa Waters Lane coming into the studio with your garden questions. We'll see what's up with that. We'll be right back with more on The Mountain Gardener. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters Garden companion plants for September are raywood ash, Russian sage, honeysuckle, and ivory feathers pampas grass. Ivory feathers is a dwarf pampas grass that blends perfectly into desert landscapes. The ivory plumes reach overhead height for architectural style around patios and ponds. Well suited as a visual barrier or hedge in the far reaches of the yard. You will find only the brightest grasses here at Waters Garden Center. Shop in-store or online at watersgardencenter.com. We believe your garden should be natural, safe, and organic at Waters Garden Center. Gardening and you don't know where to start? Waters In-Home Garden Service comes to you and identifies what you have and how to make it better. Design advice, water strategies, vegetable and flower gardens, soil and food needs, and problem solving. Always problem solving. You'll instantly be a better gardener. All for just $200 of expert time with a coupon to fill your garden dreams without ever leaving home. In-home garden consultations from Waters Garden Center. We can be at your home this week. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are your neighbors seeing throughout the neighborhood? And if it's in a neighbor's garden, probably you have the same thing. Because those birds, those bees, those butterflies, the insects, the, they're all, the bunnies, they're all traveling all over the place. And so uh, they just spread throughout a neighborhood. The javelina, they don't just eat one <laughs> yard. They're, they're, we're working the entire street. So uh, welcome to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. Feeling okay? You keeping warm? Oh, yeah. It's not that 
cool. Uh, yeah. For me, we went from a week, two weeks ago, a, a sheet covering you, which I love. I'd go, <laughs> I'd go just bare or whatever. I love beaches and just uh, swimsuits and Fearless. waves. Yes. And then, uh, then we went to, oh, we need a blanket. And mm -hmm. Now we need a blanket and a quilt. And oh, but the windows are always wide open. So. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> at the lane house at least yes i That's do you. i do like the windows uh-huh yeah so i kind of like it get up in the morning it's cooler have my cup of coffee yep snuggle with the dogs it's all good yeah snuggle with your husband dear snuggle, I'll snuggle do you want me you. to wake you up at 5 a.m well to... sometimes it's like at 4 30 <laughs> oh it's no okay okay Snuggle with me later there you go that's what i thought garden questions what right. are you seeing what's happening what are what are people talking about so kind of a lot of watering questions so randy's question is kind of a good example of what a lot of people are asking so he's in prescott valley he shut off his irrigation system just with all the rain that we yeah. were having he knows we're going to start drying out maybe <laughs> Maybe start drying out. He wants to know on a landscape that's about two years old, Good. moving into fall, how frequently should he be running his irrigation system? Yeah, so so you're probably watering a two-year-old landscape maybe you know once a week. I mean, yes, it's starting to dry out. Maybe we'll still see some rain, yeah. and then but it's cooler mm -hmm. and the days are shorter, so things aren't using moisture like they were. Yeah. And so probably about once a week, give it a good deep soak, pick, pick a day. We're going to water like it's the growing season mm -hmm. through the end of October. Right. November, we shift it back to about eh, twice a month. So you're still watering through winter, but you, you're at least a month, month and a half out before that happens. Mm -hmm. And so keep moisture in those landscapes. Uh, the fear is those folks that didn't cut back their irrigation, We've had we were hearing we we're hearing stories of two, three, five inches of moisture mm -hmm. in a landscape in a week. That's a lot. So so right. one inch of rain will will penetrate approximately six inches of soil. That's rough math. Okay, if you're up near Granite Mountain or, or more granity kind of soil, sandy soils, it'll it'll penetrate a little bit further. Mm -hmm. If it's clay, maybe it's only five inches instead of six. But that's a good rough. That's a good way to to think about it. So if you had a ten inch uh, or let's say five inches of moisture in a, in a landscape for a week was well, penetrated about mm -hmm. oh, 10 inches. That's pretty good. Yeah. Even a very deep, uh, deeply rooted tree will be, they're down 24 inches. So still not the entire root zone, mm -hmm. even though you had major rain. So I would water it at least once a week. I would say it's something you can do right now, Randy, especially in Prescott Valley, because you have had a lot of moisture out there. And, and no nutrients in your soil, fertilize. You give it some nutrients, some some 744. Come see us, get a bag of 744 all-purpose food. It's an organic, granular food. Fertilize everything in the yard. And it's going to bring out that color. It'll make those aspens, the maples pop. It'll, it'll green up those evergreens so they really have that rich blue, rich greens. That's going to be probably even more important. Mm -hmm those folks out in the valley areas than, than water. Okay. So yes, not time to stop watering. No, no. <laughs> November, wait till November. Right. So yeah. Right. Okay. So our next question is from E now this one's from Jennifer out in Chino. Hey Jennifer. So she was, she wants to, she has a chain link fence. She wants to put something on to kind of get a screen between her and a yeah. neighbor. She was told the only evergreen that likes full sun would be honeysuckle. Okay. And so she just wanted to know if you had any other suggestions. Well, 
I love it when women ask me suggestions. Thank you, Jennifer. Uh, there's a couple. So, so honeysuckle is the number one seller. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Takes full sun, takes that wind that you have out okay. there. Uh, but there's also another one called Akibia. Mm -hmm. Akibia is a very strong, very fast, almost, almost too almost fast, too fast sometimes <laughs> grower that would do really well. If you've got a chain link fence that's got partially sun mm -hmm. and partially shade, let's say there's a tree there yeah. and it only gets morning sun and afternoon shade. Mm -hmm. Another classic is English ivy. You can put that yeah. out there. It doesn't like full sun and summer with that wind that you got out there. But it will take a lot of sun. It just will. It just gets a little burned in the in the in the summer, mm -hmm. June, July before the monsoons come, and then it's glorious. So if you got any shade at all on the north side of your house, you could take a section of it, go into shivy, then go a section and go uh, honeysuckle, then go a section and go akebia, and it would be beautiful. Advice I can give you is don't go. Plant one, then another different one, then another different one. Think in odd numbers. Take take three honeysuckles, and and put them one one per eight foot section. Then change it to honeysuckle eight one per eight foot section. Then change it to one per eight foot section of akebia. That way you get blocks of beautiful vines showing up, and it will mm -hmm. look more natural, more like a a secret garden than it is uh, than just haphazard. I don't know. Just just something. <laughs> I've seen that it seems to work for folks. Uh -huh. Okay. Any suggestion, anything you got? I mean, for evergreen, it's hard. Yeah. You know, there's lots of really great vines, but yeah. they go dormant in the wintertime. Yeah, most of them do. So the you, most if, famous of them here locally is trumpet vine. Mm -hmm. It's got that great big red flower that hummingbirds just, yeah. just love. Uh, so that's one that you could do and sprinkle it in there, but it is deciduous, but don't commit the whole row. Just have some green. Mm -hmm. They put some flowering things and then put some more green. So yeah. there's a way, especially those big properties out right. there. She's probably talking a hundred feet of, <laughs> of, uh, of, of, of vine or, mm -hmm. or fence. So one per every eight foot or one per panel mm -hmm. seems to be a pretty good mix yeah. for most of your vines. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, so Ava, so this was the other question. Ava wants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We can Sorry. screen that out. No, this is live. <laughs> it's towards the end of the day. Where's I'm the tired. cough button? It's oh, been a long day. Do mumble button. Oh. <laughs> we need a mumble. I need a mumble button. Okay, so Ava Prescott feels like some of her spruce and pine have just kind of faded in color. Yeah. They just don't have that big, rich color that she's come to yeah. expect. How would you go about getting that color, that richness back in? Yeah, what happens is, especially your evergreens are more sensitive. So you've had a lot of rain, but you've irrigated more than usual. And so it has flushed all those nutrients that you've had wherever you're at, Ava, that's flushed all those nutrients out of the ground. And evergreens really benefit from minerals. Mm -hmm. So they really like iron and sulfur and aluminum and magnesium. They really benefit from these. So two things. One, get a, a, a well-balanced food that has your minor trace elements. I would suggest, but I'm very biased because I know local gardening. I made my own food for us. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all-purpose plant food. Yep. It's cottonseed meal. It's bird guano. And all of those nutrients that we're talking about, it brings that color out. It's amazing how it works. Evergreens think they've died and gone to heaven. It's like a steak and potato mm -hmm. for, for evergreens. Mm -hmm. But in addition, if you really want that 
rich silver coming out of those Colorado spruce, the, the bright colors of that, that bright blue coming from those Arizona cypress. In addition, at the same time, do this right now. So now between before, before Halloween, fertilizer that all-purpose plant food and aluminum sulfate. Oh, they love aluminum. So it's actually aluminum. Plants will actually absorb it and they'll put a, they'll put a coating, this real rich, deep, kind of three-dimensional color mm -hmm. over the foliage that make, gives it that rich color. And it'll, it'll, it'll look like a brand new plant, at least by next spring. So that new growth next spring is going to be, whoa, I can't, I can't believe those mountain gardeners. What were their names? Where are they from again? <laughs> They're so smart. And it'll be amazing. But all-purpose plant food, aluminum sulfate, will be game changer. So okay. Jeff, good questions this week. Yeah. So Ken and Lisa Lane, the mountain gardeners, will be back with more right after this. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. The Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Waters Garden companion plants for September are Russian sage, pampas grass, honeysuckle, and raywood ash. Raywoods are superior shade trees for wind and drought locations. Plant as a single specimen or in a grove for more widespread shade on hot south and western exposures. Dark green foliage forms the perfect round head with leaves that turn a magical wine red through autumn. We sell only the prettiest shade trees at Waters Garden Center. Shop in-store or online at watersgardencenter.com. We believe you're never too old to set new goals or have new dreams at Waters Garden Center. If new neighbors are encroaching on your privacy, we have just the solution. At Waters, we have an entire section of thick, bold plants dedicated to privacy. Fall is a time to plant a new privacy hedge, and we're here as advisors. Take a quick measurement and snap a picture before you come visit, and you'll quickly be living in privacy once again. Plus, our team of experts know how to plant to increase plant growth next spring. We'll show you how or do all the planting work for you. Waters Garden Center, we know privacy in your backyard. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. So when you're planting fall, it's a good time to plant. The, the soil is very warm. I'd say it's even a, a peak time. We're coming into a time when you start to plant trees. You start new lawns through October. This is like the best time to start a brand new lawn or overseed or extend your mowable type of grasses. So, so lawns. It's a time that you fertilize. You put things to bed. You, you help them to slow down off this summer high things have been growing like crazy now they're starting to grow roots like that before they were growing foliage now they're growing roots it's time to fertilize those things it's also time to decorate planting like pansies kale snapdragons all that fall wintry kind of 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 plants flowers you can have flowers here in the mountains this central highland area at least i don't know about flagstaff gets colder 
Williams is definitely colder. White Mountains, you all are definitely colder. But here in the Central Highlands, Kingman, over to Prescott, you know, Skull Valley, over towards Cottonwood, Sedona, back towards Payson, that area, this this Central Highlands area, this this 3,500. Uh, 5,500, 6,000 foot level, we can have flowers year round. We can, we can have edibles. We can harvest from our gardens year round. You just have to work with the seasons. You have to change things out. And now is the time when you're changing things out. So those zinnias that are starting to fade, if they even look remotely off, pull them out of the ground and replace them with something that's a winter bloomer. Your fall and winter flowers, Johnny Jump Ups, violas, pansies, uh, flowering stalks, mums, our perennials, they come back year after year. Put some of those in the gardens. If you're planting trees and shrubs, this, we just had, I don't know, a hundred of red maples show up. They are perfect they're gorgeous because they're going to go into color here in a couple weeks and there'll be this run on them there people will just go whoo what is that i want one of those and so we're gearing up and getting ready for them so we just had some 20 foot uh, maple show up and these are expensive trees they sold like that all four of them instantly we just got another 100 like five to ten gallon sizes these are the medium sized trees so when you're planting those this is a good time be assured this is to reassure you folks from the, the deserts. You're going, oh, I don't know. It's going to be cold soon. But maples, they like the cold. It's good for them. And so there, there's virtually no transplant shock when you put them in this time of year, yet lots of root growth. So it's a really good time. If you're, if you're planting now, though, you just have to commit to watering those trees, those new plants, at least twice a month. If you're doing that, right through winter, January. We just had six inches of snow two weeks ago. It's beautiful out right now. I feel like going outside. I'm going to commit to watering those trees at least two times a month by hand if you need to. Just water them so that will keep them alive and activate those leaf buds so they take off with new growth next spring. You can plant. Also, our soil is not very nice here. So don't just chuck a tree or a shrub or don't just put things in the ground. You actually have to do some work. You have to, the, the hole, the planting hole, the depth of that, that new tree or shrub should be the same depth as your bucket. Whatever that root size, that's how deep the hole needs to be. But it needs to be three times as wide and kind of saucer shaped. It should look like a bowl when you get all done. So three times the width, same depth. And then add all that dirt that comes out of that particular hole, screen it. Don't let anything bigger than a golf ball go back in. Those the bigger chunks, bigger rocks, granite, roots, debris, as those things heat up in summer, they, they almost bake the roots. So you want to screen that out. You want smaller particles that hold more water molecules uh, around that root ball in the heat of summer. It's a, it's, so you might have to do a lot of work. Some of you are going to hit a, a boulder and go, oh my gosh, there is, there's no soil left. You might have to bring in some topsoil to help, help supplement and bring that soil back up. When you've got all that dirt screened, you need to add some organic. So that's mulch. You want to add composted mulch. This is compost into that native earth. So you want to keep it from compacting back down and becoming rock hard. So there, you're adding about 25%, maybe 50% mulch to your native earth, or about one scoop of mulch 
for three scoops of native soil and blend that all together. And that's what you're going to use to backfill around that root ball as you set that new maple tree or spruce or pine in that hole. It's a good time to plant those. Pack that soil right around, water it in real good, and then sprinkle some all-purpose plant food. This is a slow-release organic. Um, I think you should use that over the entire yard, but especially new plants. Sprinkle some of this on, and every time it snows or rains or you irrigate, a little bit of food will, germinate, will, will release around that root ball. It encourages stronger, deeper roots. When you're all done, water it in with root and grow. This is a compost tea that we brew up here at Waters Garden Center. It's, it looks like compost tea. That's what it is. But plants love it. They start to root out even stronger when you do that. And I would do that oh, at least twice to three times. So I'd, I'd follow root and grow at first. It's, it's a concentrate. You add it to your water. And then uh, I would follow up in about two weeks and maybe in a month, do it again. And so three times. And then, then you're kind of, you'll never put the root and grow on again. Now the food is doing its work. And that's how you plant things. It's that easy. So I just described a, whenever you buy a tree or shrub from us here, here in Prescott, we're going to give you a handout that shows you how to do that. Every single plant goes, a vine, a tree, a shrub gets our planting guide. And that's how you put a plant in your yard this fall. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Stress melts away with water's finest quality plants curated for a better night's sleep. Imagine a five-star sleep experience waiting for you every night at home. Bask in the comfort of these plants as they absorb harmful chemicals and pollen. Purifying bedroom air, creating your own living oxygen tent as refreshing as a forest rain. A good night's rest starts at Waters Garden Center. Natural, safe, organic. Waters Garden Center in Prescott, also found on the web at top10houseplants.com. Waters Garden Companion plants for September are pampas grass, honeysuckle, raywood ash, and lacy blue Russian sage. Lacy blue Russian sage is a water's preferred perennial for its compact form that doesn't flop over in the landscape like others. The spiky blue flowers bloom summer through fall with aromatic foliage detestable to all animals. Simply stunning at the edge of dry stream beds mixed with wildflowers. Shop in-store or online at watersgardencenter.com. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few of Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. And back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with just garden tips, tricks, and garden hacks that you can beautify your yard with. Hack? Hack. <laughs> That's kind of an old term. Anyway, uh, those, those I see you bring a lot of flowers. The, the studio smells delicious. Or is that you, my oh, I'm sure it's me after a full day working in the... Might be. <laughs> Yeah, as long as I'm right next to you working with you. So there you go. anyway, we do, we are outdoors. We do get mm -hmm. dirty hands and uh, you have dirty hands. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, just, we're garden center owners that have a podcast or a radio mm -hmm. show. So what do you got for us um, this week? So it's time to start thinking about replacing some of those summer plants. Like I was in our backyard and I noticed some of our zinnias, yeah, which yeah. had been looking fabulous, yeah. all of a sudden just started looking like, bleh. 
Yeah, so mildew. it mildew, mildew yeah. in short days. It doesn't <laughs> like either one. They like bright hot heat. Bright hot days. So yeah. some, you know, we need to replace some of those pots. Some are looking good, but we definitely need to uh, get out there and, and get some new color into yeah. some of those pots that need a refreshing. So one of the ones that I love for the our area is the Snapdragon. So this is uh one of I'm the Snapdragons. <laughs> it's a Snapdragon. <laughs> If only you could watch this on the video, but <laughs> tune in for, to the vlog. It's pretty entertaining. <laughs> so snapdragons are one of those wonderful, cool season plants. A lot of people plant them in the spring, uh, but we're very fortunate that we can put them again in the fall. So this particular one is a mix that we had specially grown for us. <laughs> you done? No, having fun with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> So this one we had specially grown, so it's a mix. So it has white, yellow, pink, uh, kind of a dark burgundy in there as well. So, But they also come in just straight colors. So you can yeah. get them in white, just yellow, just pink, just red. But I kind of like the mix. It's really, I do too. Really it's great. pretty. Yeah. Especially in a container or raised bed, just where maybe you don't have quite as much room. Mm -hmm. That just looks good. Yeah. I like this one because the javelina, everything yeah. has a more ferocious, just, they just... Eating the bunnies right. are eating stuff, getting ready, squirrels for are out, they're trying to fatten up, <laughs> mm -hmm. and the javelina are out. Yeah, and none of these things the, the, the mammals that are roaming around at night in your yard mm -hmm. looking to devour things they don't like the taste right. of snapdragons, they leave them alone. Mm -hmm. Yet they're beautiful, they look delicious. I want yeah. to, they smell they good, mm -hmm. uh, but animals don't bother them. So, if you've no. got issues with the critters, yeah, elk, deer, and antelope anymore uh, they don't seem to bother those right. so. and it's kind of it's a wildflower yeah. it'll reseed across the yard it's amazing oh, i was walking through our backyard yesterday had the dogs and the cat out so i'm walking around <laughs> we, have, we have snapdragons coming up everywhere yeah, it's, it's very pretty i enjoy yeah. it uh but yeah they'll come back Two or three years, they'll drop seed and come back. So it's just a really nice plant for here. I call those our backyard drift <laughs> of wildflowers and snapdragons are a core. Mm -hmm. I noticed tomatoes are coming up everywhere. <laughs> kind of everything's coming yeah. up everywhere. It is. Those little asters are coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. It's a jungle back there. So yeah, we let back. our cat, we don't let the cat out all the time. He's not an outdoor cat, but we let him go explore. But I have to keep an eye on them because I don't want them jumping the fence. Right now, our backyard is so lush and full that I literally lose Where's the, cat. the cat. Where is he? <laughs> I tell the dogs, go find the kitty. But pretty. yeah, wow. very, very pretty. Uh, another one I like to mix with it. Now, this one is not javelina resistant <laughs> yeah. and all that, but they're just wonderful little plants. That's that. So this this is the. Viola, sorry. Johnny jumps up. So the old Johnny jumps name. up. Violas. It's another one. Just loves the cool season. It will even go through the winter for you, and and bloom again in the spring. It's just a wonderful little plant. Great in containers. Uh, similar to the pansy. Yeah, it's so, related. It's a cousin oh, yeah. of the pansy. Mm -hmm. Pansies have the bigger head to yeah. them. Violas have the smaller head. These often will free seed as well. Yeah, you can they find will. them different places. So another really good cool season plant to put into your containers right now. But make sure if you've got critters, um, you probably don't want to go with that one unless it's up high where they can't get. So the Midwest it. folks, they think of pansies, violas, kale, uh, um, mums as annuals. Mm -hmm. So that's your, your late summer, early fall. You put them in the ground and you fully expect for them to die 
in like by the end of the year. Right. Because it gets so cold. Mm -hmm. That's why you move to Arizona. It's no longer that kind of deep freeze. These, we, these will live, these will bloom January, February, March, mm -hmm. April, May, first part of June. And they finally go, eh, it's too hot. And they, they right. collapse. They like our mountain cold mm -hmm. and they're fantastic and mix and match them with kales and ornamental uh, uh, Johnny jump ups and, yeah. and pansies and snapdragons. Mm -hmm. Look at these together. Let's just show that off on the camera. These go together. <laughs> what goes together? Yeah. So those are very, very pretty. I also brought in, there's a new um, Echebecchia. This is a new Echebecchia called Cherry Brandy. So just a really dark kind of burgundy red blossom on it. Very, very pretty. Yeah, we have other Echebecchias in too, but this was brand new variety. So I thought I'd bring it in. Show it's like it Moonlight red or some velvet it's like a, it's like oh, a, velvet, it's like velvet. elvis would wear it or something it's beautiful <laughs> it's gorgeous it's got a flower about the size about four inches across maybe five mm -hmm. great big eye to it like a like a rebecca mm -hmm. uh it's got a great big flower to it like a like an echinacea right. thus the combo name they're they blended the two together echabecchia <laughs> two things but you never see reds like this right. or that that dark Almost mm -hmm. like a black red. It is. What, you just, what color is that? It's cherry brandy. Cherry. <laughs> As a man, I don't know what that is. Cherry brandy. I don't oh either, but gosh. that's what they called it. So I read it. <laughs> so we do have other uh, Rebecca's and Echebecchias. This is a great late summer plant yeah. in the fall, blooms consistently for you. Pretty animal resistant yeah. as well. Uh, so great from pots, great in your perennial beds, just real pretty. So full sun, oh, yeah. it's going to hibernate underground like a perennial, mm -hmm. and then it'll come back fresh from its roots. Whereas snapdragons, they're going to stop blooming about I don't know Christmas, yeah. And then you'll trim off those those heads, those seed heads. Trim up. They're still green up top. Mm -hmm. Doesn't ever hibernate underground. Mm -hmm. Then it starts to reseed or rebloom mm -hmm. from that top green growth. Right. Violas. They never hibernate underground. They keep green. Mm -hmm. In fact, they'll keep that flower. Like you'll have a three-inch snow, and then it'll just bury the plant, and then you'll see little, little flowers popping through, mm -hmm. and they'll just enjoy. They, they almost celebrate. They, they like that chillness. Mm -hmm. You know, some, some of your friends love just everything about winter. Like they're roaming around. It's January. It's 18 degrees. They're in shorts, shorts. <laughs> flip-flops, or, or, and, and a T-shirt. They're happy. That's their violas. Right. That's what that's what violas love mm -hmm. to do. They're the same. They're just like people. They're like people. Mm, imagine that. <laughs> so some of the other things that we've gotten in, there are people who want to check things out. They just look beautiful this time of year. A lot of the ornamental grasses. So we probably have six or seven varieties yeah, of ornamental grasses amazing. right now, uh, which do wonderfully here. We're like the perfect climate for the ornamental yeah. grasses. Uh, we've got a lot of different ones from shorties to big tall. So definitely something to check out. Uh, and the other thing we've gotten in is the tiger eye sumac. Ooh, neat. Is it going into color yet? It is. Oh, cool. It is. So tiger eye sumac has a beautiful, beautiful orangey red fall color to it. It's one of those plants, very drought hardy. It's a native. Right. No yeah. critters eat it. Very animal resistant. And it does, we have it in our backyard, yeah. kind of around the pond. And it has kind of spread. It's, it's a spreader, right? Yeah. I kind of keep it in check. Take uh -huh. a shovel to the head like a, like a rattlesnake. <laughs> 
snake or something. Just, oh. You're not allowed to come up over there. Move it. So yeah. I, just, I keep them around where I want them. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's easy to maintain. They're super easy to maintain. Oh, they are. So hard, I never water them. Not a lot Hardly, of I mean, you just too. abuse them, kick mm -hmm. dirt at them, curse at them. Yeah. They grow more. They do. And they do well. Yeah. So tiger eye, that probably gets what, four feet? Yeah, hip high or so, right. maybe three feet, something mm -hmm. like that. They're and short. we did, um, we did get some raywoods in raywood, raywood ash. ash. We've been neat. trying to find those, so that's another pretty Finally. fall color tree, real pretty burgundy color to it. In the Trucks fall. have been lining up down mm -hmm. the street in front of my office. It's we're loading up for that winter fall color. Yeah, come in and take a look. It is mm -hmm. a good time to plant. Ken and Lisa Lane here at Waters Garden Center and the Mountain Gardeners. Be right there. This. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website, podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Hi, Ken with the showy grass of the week and our forester feather grass. The slightest monsoon breeze can cause the showy grass to gracefully sway in the landscape. High fashion, stylish, wow, have all described this hip-high grass. No wonder it's been voted perennial of the year. And for the florist, the feathery plumes make great cut flowers and all for just $36. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love showy feather grass, they love to shop. Hi, Ken, with the Plants of the Week and our fire alarm, Red Mums. With a name like Fire Alarm, you'd expect large red blooms that take a fire hose to put the glowing petals out. Just provide a little garden soil for a flaming red that will last and last. But wait, there's more. This Fire Alarm mum comes back again for even bigger show next year and just $3.99. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love red mums, they love to shop. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. Okay, we are back in the studio. And, and one of the beauties of having a studio right here at the garden center in your office uh, where you can just get interesting characters. And I would say Andy's a character. He, he knows stuff about growing plants and killing bugs and making weeds go away. So Andy's Andy Dannenberger is, is the senior sales manager. The way, He controls the western half of the country for Fertilone, VPG, Natural Guard, did I describe that even remotely correctly? You did. You did a pretty good job. That right. So yeah. So it's a Fertilome Natural Garden High Yield. High brands. Yield. I'm sorry. Yeah, we yeah. sell all three here at the Garden you Center, do. And, and we like it because uh, uh, Fertilome is a, it's like a it's a co-op. So the the we're we're like one of the owners exactly. of that company. All of our nurseries and garden centers and lawn and garden distributors are patron owners of our company. Patron owners. Yeah. So we get together and formed this organization and now you listen to us whereas scott's doesn't listen to us or i mean all these other big companies they don't care who we are they're going after the box stores you all actually are supporting the independent smaller garden centers precisely we've been doing it for 52 years our three brands are exclusive to independent nurseries and garden centers yeah yeah so now tell us about yourself andy what how long have you been in in the business what what why are you still in the business what's your passions 
Uh, tell us about yourself. Yeah, well, I have been in the lawn and garden business probably since I about 15 and a half years old with a work permit. Okay. Working yeah. in a nursery and garden center just like awesome. this at Waters Garden Center. So I fell in this industry um, real, pretty quick, and then I loved it so much that I studied horticulture in college. Um, got a degree in that, and then later in business from a four-year institution. But I have been in all different kinds of capacities. I've been a senior horticulturist at the San Diego Zoo. Oh, I did not know that. That's yeah, cool. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I did awesome. that for uh, about five to six years. You know, I worked as a lawn and garden distributor rep in San Diego County. Uh, worked from different manufacturers, and in the past eight years, I've been with Fertilome, High Yield, and Natural Garden. Yeah, Absolutely sure. love it because I believe in independent nurseries and garden centers, educating them and doing the right thing. So. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And, and so Andy's here training us, getting our staff to be sort of just product knowledge. Uh, what, what's, what's new coming up next year? What are we going to see? What's the supply chain looking like? You should, there's going to be price increases. We know that. We've already seen that. You yeah. don't have to warn us. Yeah. You could have sent us a text. Yeah, inflation <laughs> is among us. I apologize. No. But, uh, you know, raw materials are, are hard to come by. And if they are there, they're more and more and more. And so, but we're doing good. We're in production now yeah, for awesome. the season. Um, our fill rate is really good. And where our customers and our dealers are really happy with what we've been doing, um, not a lot of new products because we're just trying to keep up with what we have yeah, been demand. doing yeah. um, now. Um, so what we're trying to do is try to do our best um, of what we normally do, and not try to oversaturate ourselves in producing too much um, that will interfere with the supply chain. Yeah, so. I, I've been happy with the fill rates. Happy with me had to convert a little bit, a few sizes right. or whatever, but you kept up amazingly well. So we're, we're pleased. So yeah, here in you. Prescott, Arizona, Waters Garden Center, we're pleased. A new product that you brought out this year was called Decimate. So weeds, so the mountains, we've had a lot of rain. Arizona, a lot of rain. This is broadcast throughout northern Arizona, southern Phoenix, right. or north Phoenix. Uh, so, so weeds are everywhere. Right. People are complaining. But you've got a product that came out, which I scooped up and went, anything besides Roundup. I'll sell anything besides Roundup. <laughs> we can go organics. It's even better. But you came out with Decimate, which is not a glyphosate. So it's not, Correct. doesn't cause, you know, tumors coming outside your side of your face. No. Doesn't kill the dog. Doesn't, birds are not going to drop from the sky like Roundup will. Glyphosates are dangerous. We're finding more and more. Uh, Decimate doesn't do that, but it's still similar. So you mix it up in a, in a, in a spray can. Correct. And then you spray the spray the top of the weed, and it dies, the root and all. And the root and all. So tell us about that technology. How did you come up with that? How does it work? So enlighten us. Right. So Decimate Weed and Grass Killer works, and you spray it the exact same way as you do with other herbicides. Um, it's called Decimate because um, you want to do what? Decimate, decimate your weeds stuff, yeah. exactly so you mix a you mix a few ounces per gallon of water in a in a tank sprayer and you spray your weeds um obviously you want to do that in the middle of the day when it's warm and sunny that's when it activates and works the best um you'll see results in a matter of days um and it kills the weeds right down to to the root now this is is a weed and grass killer so anything you spray it on will kill anything so you want to use it around the cracks and corners of your house your driveway walkways 
uh, rock yards, things like that to kill weeds. And I'm really excited about this here in Arizona because you guys have gotten a lot of rain. The monsoons came through. They've been very favorable for you. But the unfortunate thing is now you have weeds. weeds so, Even if uh, you had the weed fabric down <laughs> yeah. uh, below the rock, you still have weeds. We're telling folks, I have found, because I've used a lot of it here at the garden center. It's how we keep it all weed free in the landscapes or in the garden center. And we're mixing the spreader sticker. There's a wetting agent that you all make. Correct, yeah. In the same container. So we got a backpack sprayer. Um, it just We mix the decimate with the spreader sticker. And I notice it kills faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to wait till in the middle of the heat of the day. You can go at the end of the day when it's cooler. And you still get the same. You actually get better knockdown. Yeah, How better, does that work? better results. So... Well, like what you said, Ken, um, spreader sticker is a surfactant. And when you mix that with the herbicide, it makes it work better. It actually helps it stick to the leaf surface to where it allows the, the decimate enter the leaf better and faster, and then it, you'll have better results. Gotcha. Yeah. That's good. Good to yeah. know. So, and it's more concentrated. So it's more I concentrated. Liked. It's 24 and a half. The decimate is 24 and a half percent. And like I said, it's a few ounces per gallon of water. Um, so you don't, it, and it goes a pretty much a long way. Um, and it's, it's, it's glufosinate. I don't know if you want to get into the yeah, whole glyphosate, glufosinate, but we don't it is get molecules and stuff. We, it's we, safer than Roundup's yeah, good. <laughs> we we kind of, we, we just kind of say, you know what? It's that glyphosate alternative that's yeah. better for you and yeah. for your house and your kids and family and everybody else. So. It's a little bit more expensive, but not per gallon when you mix it up. So it's, mm-hmm. you're using less of it per, per it's concentrated. Correct. So it's, it's actually a better value for, especially for larger yards. I mean, you're going to use, you're gonna, not going to spray once and done. You're going to spray every week to keep up with weeds as much rain as we've had. Right. Now, I've also been telling folks about every, at least twice a year, put down weed and grass stopper. Right. To, to keep the weeds from coming up. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to us just how does that work? Yeah, you carry, a, you carry a product called High Yield Turf and Ornamental Weed and Grass Stopper. Um, the active ingredient is called Dimension. Not a big deal for y'all, but Weed and Grass Stopper is a, an herbicide or a, a product that you apply. It's granular, so you apply it like a fertilizer, and it prevents weeds from germinating. So what it does is it creates a little kind of like a gaseous layer at the top inch of the surface of the soil and prevents any weeds from germinating so it gets to that little layer and then stops um, the weeds from germinating um, if the soil gets disturbed you'll have to reapply gotcha. but it's a okay. great product to apply especially early early spring um, is a really really good time you can do multiple applications throughout the year but best time is early spring um, that prevents any of those weeds coming up in the, in the springtime now, how far down? So you put that down at recommended rate. How far down into the soil does that You penetrate? actually do is not it... have to agitate it. You apply nope. it right on the top surface of the soil, and then you water it in. And then it creates that little layer of barrier to prevent any weed seeds from germinating. Okay. All good. kinds of weeds. So I've been telling folks, kill the weeds that are coming up, because you obviously don't have any weed and grass topper down. Kill those who decimate. But then apply on top of that the weed and grasshopper to prevent because you've got more weeds waiting to come up. So if you got a weed problem, put the weed and grasshopper down whenever, and then kill off the weeds that are there with decimate. Is tag team going all marine on them? Absolutely. So seems like Absolutely. that would be. Yeah, that's that, worked for me. Is that good that advice? That makes sense. That's the recommendations okay. for everybody. Yeah, you want to prevent them, and uh, and then any existing weeds, you want to kill them with decimate. Yeah, yeah. love it. That's good. Decimate weed and grass stopper. Andy, uh, senior 
sales rep. You basically you control the western half from California I do, I do. over to. Do you go I to do. Oklahoma or? Um, I don't. I have I have uh, seven other field reps that work in different regions, okay. um, but I'm responsible for them administratively. Gotcha. Um, and but yeah, I do help them out um, with trade shows and all kinds of gotcha. stuff. But yeah, it's a it's a good team, and we're a team effort, and we try to do our best for all of our independent nurseries. Fertilome, VPG, and Natural Guard, great products that support little guys. Uh, we encourage you to buy from Bright. Buy their products through Waters Garden Centers. Exactly. How it works. This is where the experts are because you're not going to find one at a mass merchant, let me tell you. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. Right back after this, don't change that dial. You're listening to the Mountain Gardener. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to the Mountain Gardener. Hi, Ken with the showy grass of the week and our forester feather grass. The slightest monsoon breeze can cause the showy grass to gracefully sway in the landscape. High fashion, stylish, wow, have all described this hip high grass. No wonder it's been voted perennial of the year. And for the florist, the feathery plumes make great cut flowers and all for just $36. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love showy feather grass, they love to shop. We believe your dad would be proud of your gardens at Waters Garden Center. Hi, Ken, with the Plants of the Week and our Fire Alarm Red Mums. With a name like Fire Alarm, you'd expect large red blooms that take a fire hose to put the glowing petals out. Just provide a little garden soil for a flaming red that will last and last. But wait, there's more. This Fire Alarm Mum comes back again for even bigger show next year and just $3.99. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love red mums, they love to shop. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. All right, so as we wrap this thing up, uh, fall, it's here. Your plants, they're in heaven. They're actually starting to hibernate. So you're seeing some color show up. It's early yet, but you'll see like your your Virginia creepers. Uh, the, the maples will start to show color. Aspens will be right behind that. And so it's normal. This is when plants put on much of their root formation under the ground. So they're hibernating. They're starting to, they're taking all that photosynthesis and they're storing that up. So from here through about Thanksgiving or so, these plants are soaking up every last ounce of sun, sunshine, and they're storing that up into their root structure. So that's why it's such a good time. That's why they say fall is for planting. This is your best time to plant. Best big, big trees, big shrubs, hedgerows. That's true. Uh, it is a very good time because you're getting that increased root formation that you don't really get in the spring of the year. So you'll get a better foundation next spring. You'll get more growth. You get a a full-on spring growth pattern, especially for spruce, pine, cypress, cedars, junipers, these evergreens. They really take advantage of that. So it's a great time to plant. Uh, We do have some classes that help you figure out which plants are best uh, this this week. So this uh, starting this Saturday, the 17th, we've got easy to grow mountain plants. What are the easiest to grow of all the plants? That's what we're going to cover. I'm teaching that one personally. Next week, the 
24th, so every Saturday at 9.30, we have privacy screens and the secret garden. So if someone's just put up a wall or they're, they're building behind your house or, or you're seeing a bunch of dust come in, uh, how do we screen out and use plants to screen that out? So we'll go over uh, uh, hedges and bigger trees, fastest growing, which ones screen the fastest, how many do you need, what's the spacing, how do you plant them to get the most, but now's your time. October 1, that's the one I'm really excited about. That's the fall to-do list. And we are into fertilizing season. You really do need to increase your fertilizer. You'll fertilize more here than you do in other parts of the country. And this is the most important feeding of the entire year. Let me, let me, this is the most important feeding of the entire year. Uh, This autumn time. So now between now and and, uh, Halloween, you really do need to fertilize everything in the landscape, including your natives. So I would say you've got such an opportunity to take advantage to get, to get those native ponderosas, pinion pines, junipers healthier. You should fertilize those. And if you do, they'll hibernate better, stronger. They'll give you better growth next spring. And they'll be able to take on the insects better than they have in the past. So it's really critical if you even dream of having fruit next spring. If you have, if you want lilacs and forsythia and quince and rhododendrons and azaleas and hydrangeas, all those spring bloomers, if you want spring flowers, you need to fertilize in the fall. It's using this food to, and you're using that 744 all-purpose plant food. When do you fertilize? When do you, uh, how often, how much? Uh, when do you prune? Uh, how do you keep weeds down in winter? We're covering all that October 1st at the fall to-do list. You do it now in October. you got a window. But you do it now, and it it plays out on your benefit uh, throughout the, the winter and next spring season. This is really critical for you folks with brand new houses. you got brand new landscapes. You, know, you kind of want them to mature faster? Well, that, that class, October 1st. Take a look at all of those at watersgardencenter.com. You'll see a garden class button right up front, or if you're a Facebooker, Facebooker, <laughs> you can look at the events tab. You Facebook folks, you know what to do. Ken and Lisa Lane here at Waters Gardens throughout the week. We just camp out here doing this all week long. Love talking to fans of the show. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.